right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony Speaking, and tonight again with me is Vance and Clint. Vance, how you doing? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Good evening, everybody. All right. Clint, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, I I see uh, that you finally were able to uh, get caught up on the uh, WandaVision television show that uh, Vance and I have been uh, continually talking about. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. I watched all seven episodes back to back. Nice. Nice. Every single one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I mean, finally. And I texted you guys. <laughs> I texted you guys. I think I was on episode four, and I was intrigued. I was hooked, I said, at that point. Right. Well, I mean. I remember the... you saying the first couple episodes I'd have to get through. For me, like, three was a little bit slow still, but. It when you get to four, it starts putting things in perspective, and you realize that it's all kind of part of a plan. You know, I really, I, I thought that was really awesome. Right. I, you know, the first couple episodes, you know, are in black and white, and you like don't really know exactly what's going on. I don't even really know the characters. You know, from my perspective, uh, I'm a Marvel fan, but I never, I'm not like a super Marvel nerd. You know, I don't know a lot about all the storylines and the backgrounds to all these superheroes or whatever. So I'm, I wasn't really familiar with uh, Wanda uh, or Vision. I mean, I saw them a couple of times in the movies, but I didn't know who they were, really were and what they, what, they were, what they were capable of or whatever. So, it, And weren't they like the bad guys or something? Because I remember them fight. I thought, weren't they fighting the Avengers in one of those movies? Uh, Wanda. Yeah, Wanda was. was yeah, that? I believe I'm not... yeah, Vision came from... I don't want to say an Iron Man creation, but something like that. He was, I think, Age of Ultron, something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, so he, they, he, I think, it might have been in the last episode, but they mentioned that. I guess you know Jarvis, like Tony Stark's yes, computer. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jarvis, apparently, yeah. it's like that AI, and then something with Ultron or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, he actually but, mentions it in the episode. So now that you've gotten caught up. What's your what's your genuine opinion? Do you see uh, kind of why Vance and uh, I uh, were excited about the show and why we were constantly wanting to talk about it, but we had to in vague terms until you were able to catch up? Yeah, and I actually I, – I was pretty proud of myself, and I think that if I hadn't watched all seven episodes, I definitely would have been thinking back on your conversations that we had had, all like that I had been kind of a part of, and ruined some things for me, uh, but – even having heard all those things that you guys had talked about it and, and uh, kind of having a – I think I, I think definitely if you had talked about this episode that we're going to talk about tonight, it would have ruined everything <laughs> because it's such – it like opens up so much more, but it also puts so much more in perspective. There were so many questions that you guys kind of had for each other about how things um, – how and why things were progressing. And right. I know uh, Vance last week was mentioning – she was controlling, you know, she's controlling it and, you know, maybe well, about her motive. And you got into it a little bit, too. And that I don't think it was come out and said, but she could be the villain, you know. And it kind of is portrayed that way in the earlier episodes. And we learn a lot uh, just about that whole arc, you know, in, in, in this episode. Um, but when you guys, when I asked you, is it worth a watch last week? And you both immediately said yes in unison. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, of course, I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm very happy I did. Uh, slow, slow start, 
uh, but it's one of those building starts, and they revisit a lot of that stuff you see, and, and it helps with the perspective. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I I just, side note, also started watching The Mandalorian, so I'm halfway through wow. season two right nice. now. Wow. Well, there wasn't really much going on for gaming this week, and so I like my. I think today is the first day I've turned on my PlayStation in like four or five days, just because I went and like, well, let's watch WandaVision, let's get caught up, and like, well, Vance was talking about Mandalorian, let's <laughs> check that out. And I'll tell you just for you know perspective, I am enjoying WandaVision a lot more than I'm enjoying Mandalorian. Still think Mandalorian is good. I just think uh, WandaVision is that much better. See, I think for each one, you have to be, like, a, a a fan of, you know, like, both, not both of them, but, like, depending on how much of a fan you are, I think, um, plays a part in how much you kind of like it or not, because, uh, like Tony was saying, you know, he was like, you know, oh, he's not a nerd and stuff like that, because, um, like, one guy that I watched, after that, after I watched the first two episodes, um, it was a guy on YouTube, and he was talking about Easter eggs and stuff like that, and he was just saying how the names of the characters in WandaVision are names of characters in the comic books. And I'm like, you know, I wasn't into the comic book age or whatever like that. So, but I was just like, Oh, interesting. So if you like a real, I guess like Tony said, real nerd, then a lot of the things that happen, you kind of piece it together. Like, um, Tony was the one who told me that the, uh, lady, um, uh, I forget her name, but her her mom was the one that kind of started Sword, but she's the little girl that's with Captain Marvel in the movie, so that kind of plays a role. Monica, the captain right. that we that Mo- right, that yeah. we've seen enter. Monica is the character's name. Yeah, Monica Rambo. Yeah, she, yeah, Rambo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, she was in the uh, Captain Marvel movie with uh, Brie Larson, who played Captain Marvel, and the Monica was like the little girl. It, she she makes an appearance in the movie as a little girl. Um, yeah, yeah, that's like that's where I knew her from. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I have not seen that movie. It's not a bad movie. Not a bad movie. It, it was, you know. Is it just because the sound is so good, or? Yeah, the sound was very good. <laughs> <laughs> sound sound always makes a great uh, uh, adds to uh, you know to the element of immersion. You know, so it's just another Slightly tool out. in the tool chest to make a movie. Uh, good or bad so depending on the quality but it's a disney product so you know they're going to make sure their stuff is top notch and there's a part that you know we're going to be talking about this episode um that you'll be guiding us through that momentarily i'm sure but there was sound and uh and, and music and things that were happening at a part of this episode that really stood out to me a lot and we'll get into that later how it just it the i felt something was not in line and then we kind of see kind of shortly after that that it's not, you know. I, I don't know. I think maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it was definitely attention-grabbing, the sound, right. that is. All right. Yeah. Great to have you on board the the, uh, the WandaVision train, finally. So now we can kind of really dig a little deeper into these uh, episodes. And um, so I'm excited to, to actually uh, get a little deeper into it. So, all right. So let's start off. So this is episode seven. And the title of the episode is called Breaking the Fourth Wall. Have you ever heard that concept before? Breaking the Fourth Wall? I have not. Yeah, that was one. Uh, so the, know, the office was famous for that. Right. You know, the way they did that. Right. So just like I'll read a quick definition I got off of Wikipedia here because, you know, it's a trusted source. 
<laughs> the fourth wall is a performance convention in which an invisible imagined wall separates actors from the audience. While the audience can see through this wall, the convention assumes the actors act as if they cannot. Mm, that makes sense. Did you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? I did. Yes, uh, just clips. There's one thing, like, he would always just stop and talk to the camera at length about something, and all the characters around him would just not be involved in it, not notice it, and then as soon as he was done, it'd be back to the action. And that was another fourth wall breaking thing. So in this episode, breaking the fourth wall, this is the first episode where the characters stopping what they're doing and addressing the camera, speaking directly to uh, the audience, which I thought is pretty cool because it kind of allows them to kind of like uh, tell you what's kind of going on in their thoughts. But it's also, it, it also alludes to the fact that the characters realize that their world is not real. It's the moment when they know they're living a fictional life. So I think that's pretty appropriate for this episode because that whole, the first, you know, half dozen episodes, everything was a TV show and they kind of carried it through like they were living, you know, a normal, happy, you know, American, you know, nuclear family, you know, depending on its 50s, 60s, 70s or 80s or whatever. Now, in this episode, we're in the 2000s and all that illusion of happiness or whatever is now falling away. Everything's kind of falling apart right. uh, for, for Wanda. So so let's start off right with the beginning of the episode. And it shows uh, Wanda, she's waking up from the events of the previous night. And basically, in the previous episode, you know, Vision almost dies. And she has to basically emergency break the glass and expand the the barrier that surrounded Westview basically to save his life but anyway she's waking up in her in her bedroom and the kids are downstairs and they're playing on their video games and stuff and they, and the things just start glitching out and acting out crazy where like their controllers go from like Atari 2600 to you know Nintendo and then into uh, Uno cards which I thought was pretty funny yeah. but they they run upstairs and and then they ask they tell their mama hey something crazy is going on and she's just like i don't um no don't bother me at that point she that's one of the first instances where she starts addressing the camera you know talking about where she just is done and she doesn't want to have to mess with anything right now because she's like just basically she has a really bad case of the mondays yeah, and that's and so they've gone from she's in her bed still, but they've they cut over to when she's sitting on the couch being interviewed, right? Right. And I think at one point, I don't know if it's quite then, but where she says uh, something like, "You're not supposed to talk, or you're allowed to talk," because it's a uh, you know the person behind the camera actually asks a question. You know, they really like dove deep into the fourth wall with that stuff, like <laughs> right? Uh, they went was... they went even beyond it, right? It's like, wait a minute. What are you? What are you talking it's about? The fifth, the Who are fifth, you? The fifth, the fifth wall, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely uh, later on in the episode uh, when all of a sudden you hear the, somebody from behind the camera going, "Do you feel like it's your fault? Do you you feel like you deserve it?" And she's like, "What?" That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like you know this opening scene. You know, she's she's just kind of like in a daze. You know, trying to figure out 
what had what had happened the night before. And it's kind of funny when she she's sitting in that first moment where she's addressing the camera. She says, as a punishment to herself for what she did the previous night, because you know she just went all out with the powers. She says she's planning on taking a quarantine style staycation. Just yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> pretty relevant to our times, right? And yeah. we, I think we all kind of like understand exactly what she's talking about. Like, yeah, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch television. Don't talk to me. I think we, uh, pretty much, yeah, everybody had that this past year. So it, I thought, I thought that was real uh, cool how they they managed to kind of insert that in there. And they're sneaking into the twenty-year-old or ten-year-old kind of TV trope, you know, because we've been coming through these these decades in the TV show, and that definitely was not a thing at the point that, of this, you know recording because they're still you know the style still has not cut all, all the way up to you know present day and i could even if it's going to stay in this mode we're going to have there's two more episodes of the of the season and i expect I, i'm not sure of it but i kind of expect that we'll be jumping ahead probably you know the 10 years each one and i thought that kind of added a little bit more to it because it was very much not relevant at that time but still relevant to the audience which was right very exactly. much the point of these conversations is to um, kind of it's pulling us into the story uh, to a further degree than we have ha- had been pulled in the past. Yeah. Um, and as she says uh, on the Intel end of the quarantine style vacation, she's like, that's my punishment. That's going to, that will show me in quotation marks. Like she's like, and I thought, is that really a punishment? <laughs> like, yeah. you, said, right. you said you're going to punish yourself by basically just doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and I was gonna say, like the I think the next scene, or immediately leading into that, you know, with the boys are there, and uh, if I'm jumping too far, just stop me. No, good. And uh, Agnes enters and offers to take the boys, and Agnes had some interesting, uh, you know, just that scene had some in- interesting dialogue from her. But right, she comes in to take the boys, and she is like ecstatic. You know, like right. like only only a parent could be. I'm sure both of you very well know that feeling of having a chance to have the house to yourself, especially at a time when you are just feeling so like I'm sure emotionally exhausted. Um, right. Yeah, and it was like, but still, oh, that'll teach me. You know, like basically, she's rewarding herself. Right. But I think, it, it, you know, obviously, she probably still needs the time just like parents need the time you know right uh, but i thought that was very interesting that she came in and her face was like i she's probably a freaking mom because how could she not be how well she acted that that was my at least my thoughts no right. and it's like one of the easter Go eggs for like i guess you know like don't want to get too far but agnes is like you know she's like just somebody who's always there you like mm, that's a little strange yeah, right. the timing. But yeah, at the, timing at the same time, I mean, like you could, uh, back to what you were talking about, Clint, you could definitely see like her acting in that and has been great. You could see mm-hmm. the relief act come across her face. Like, oh, thank oh, God. Yeah. Thank you, Agnes. I don't want to have to deal with anything. And now you're going to come and take the kids. Because when she had come downstairs, the boys were fighting over the controller. Right. And she just right. totally like, I'm not even going to deal with it. 
y'all could yeah, beat each other right. the, beat beat each other over the head with a controller for all I care. And um, but then Agnes comes in, you know, and she uses her magic ability to to open a door for her. But just think about this now: how much trust do you usually have to have to allow somebody to take your kids? That's a how lot. a lot. That's how much trust she has for Agnes. Right. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, to back up the slightest bit from that, when you were mentioning the kids fighting over the controllers, uh, or the I mean the TV control or remote, he said, um, "I got here first, you know, and it was the kid we learned had speedy powers, <laughs> and the other one's like, "You always get here first, right?" Yeah. And I just I, thought I, I that thought, was perfect. I that. It was like, well, of he's, like, he's of always going to win. Always he's first. always going to get there. Yeah. First. Yeah, and I think I think uh, right before that too. Uh, uh, we'd already seen with the the video games, you know, glitching out or whatever. You know, she was getting the cereal and everything. The milk was glitching, mm-hmm. going from yeah. like a milk right. carton to a glass bottle, which you know nobody uses glass bottles anymore, right? What? Well, yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh no, I'm with you. I was thinking. I think it was a plastic one for the almond milk. But yeah, you're talking at the when it came through at the at the end of it. I think it was yeah. a glass bottle, wasn't it? Yeah. After the scene with uh, where Agnes offers to take. You know the kids. We go into the the intro credits, right? The way they kind of did the intro, I felt I, I saw I saw a little bit of the office there, yeah. kind of that same style of music and stuff too. But everything was Wanda, Wanda Street, right. Wanda Sky, Wanda VHS tape, Wanda Kate. I swear they put Vision at the end of it super late too. Like yep. when they were put, finally put the name up there, it was just Wanda, and then it was like afterthought Vision, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. He's is like, oh yeah, Vision, that guy. <laughs> yeah. The credits kind of lend lend to this idea that you know, it's all about her right now. You know, so after the intro, we go to to the temporary retreat of Sword. It's like eight miles outside of Westview. This is kind of like they've had to retreat all the, what well what's left of them had to retreat all the way back yeah. to this point in the. Was it um, Director Haywood? He's talking to one of his lieutenants, and there are there. He's already this guy. Man, give say what you will about the guy. Either he's a total nincompoop, or and doesn't realize you know just what kind of danger he's in, or he's just dogged boy. I'm gonna tell you what he won't let go of that that uh, whatever objective he has. He he. You know, going up against well, this type of force, and he's still. We're going well, back we in. Know the, we know the <laughs> objective, right? Because I I I believe it has said in one of the earlier episodes that they were gonna they were gonna, uh, trying to weaponize Vision, right? And I think he just sees Wanda as the obstacle to that. And I don't. I I think I'm, I'm not sure. Like he definitely hasn't been given her credit for her abilities. Um, and I and I, but I guess the other part of it now is, we maybe need to be questioning if her abilities are as strong as we previously thought, based on, you know, the outcome of this episode. Yeah. Does that like, make sense without spoiling the end too early? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think no, they are. Sure. I mean, you figure like solo, like by herself, like look what she was able to do to uh, Thanos. So like, I mean, her powers are definitely there. It's just 
It, I guess one of the things where it's like it's she's just point, trying to yeah. control what she can control without really like going Super Saiyan 20 on somebody. Like she doesn't have to, but could. like if it need to get there, like she 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 can definitely get there. Right. I mean, especially like everybody was like running with she, you know, like expanded, you know, the uh, border. Like, right. man. Well, I, but one of the things we also saw, and I'm not sure if we saw any of it in the previous episode or if it just started in this episode. <laughs> was no we did see it in the previous episode yes people who are not near them the action like our main actors are like on autopilot like that woman in the previous episode who was uh hanging up the the light or something and she's repeatedly doing it and the tears rolling down is because you know the amount of control that she's exerting over these people is I, I think it's showing a limit to her power, right? Um, because she's not able, you know, the, the original thought is she's controlling the entire village. And she even talks about, like, getting people to their dentist appointments and all that, you know, um, in a previous episode, just because she is controlling them. But I think right. what they're showing us is that she was becoming worn out. And then there's, you know, we had in the previous episode that massive eight mile expansion. Of what she is now responsible for, and I think you know, and we learn in this episode, you know, probably a reason, but you know, that she is being exerted more than you know uh, to a to a high degree, and then that's just been amplified dramatically in the previous episode, and now we're in this episode, uh, and I think we are kind of seeing a limit to her power, and I think that's what we're going to see in season in episode eight rather. The, the, the like the the impact right of how much she's been drained well she's she's definitely under a lot of stress like she's barely holding it together as we're, we're we, right. we've seen from you know the beginning of the episode or whatever i mean she's kind of you know she's in a haze she you know tells the boys that her that their father doesn't uh want to be basically with her or whatever you know she's going through a relationship strain She's questioning everything, really. Um, so yeah, she's under a ton of stress right now. But to get, to go back to her power, um, I mean, I don't know if we've seen the limit of her power yet because I, before this TV show, I, I'd heard in you know side discussions, or whatever, you know, that Wanda could have taken Thanos, or whatever, in the in game. And then and right. I, that discussion actually shows up in this uh, t- uh, series, right? In one of the earlier episodes from a couple of Sword guys, weren't they talking about it? like? Right. That yeah, there's, yeah, uh, so it's interesting. Yeah, uh, she's. I think she's pretty much considered the most powerful, one of the most powerful Avengers or whatever. So, I don't know. I mean, and see, that is that's all new info for me. Like you know, we see we've seen some of it. Like you're you know speaking about when they were talking about her, uh, but I very like I strongly feel that they are showing us her limits. The people aren't fully, you know, they're not, you know, uh, fully being controlled uh, even before the expansion. And now it's got, you know, I don't know how many double, triple in size, whatever it's going to be now. Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be. That is, yeah, that is leading us up to her. uh, And and we're seeing her breakdown, right? We're watching the breakdown. And there's obviously some other emotional uh, components that are happening. But I feel like a lot of the exhaustion we're seeing is her power being tested, at least. Right. Um, 
whether we're going to see I, I think there's one of two ways it goes next episode and and I've got some ideas about a little bit more context but I think we either see that she fails like it's gotten too much and she's saved or she has a click moment and she is re-energized right. you know like she now realizes you know what we find out in the episode uh, is a big you know that's obviously the big reveal at the end when she realizes that 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 could be enough to be like, oh no, you don't even know who you're messing with, type of uh, reaction. Right. Right. But yeah, so back uh, back to this scene. So we got Hayward, and he's launching some other operation. You know, he's sending a team back in, obviously for Vision. That's why he's there. Nothing to do with Wanda. It's all about getting Vision. So. Uh, yeah. See, so my thing, like, if it was all about getting Vision, then when he came out. Why didn't they run up to help him? You know, like because that was your chance to get him because he wanted out, so it wasn't like he was going to fight you, you know. And uh, yeah, he started you no know, deteriorating with it like that. So I don't know. I, I still think it's all about Wanda because, like I said, they had a chance to get to get Vision, but they just let you know they just waited, like they just sat there. Yeah, I mean that's a good point, I guess. But you're watching him die, and they might understand that he is only alive in there uh, because of her. Because, you know, we see her, she steals him from their facility right. as they're trying to, you know, get him back together. They might realize right. that. I, I, you're, I think it's intriguing what you're saying, but I feel like when I think of it, I kind of see, like, just see evidence to the contrary. Like, because she came out too. Like, you, I guess what you think they want her like her power, and I almost think that maybe they, I could see it even pivoting to that. Well, because but it you, seems like he's trying to he's trying to bomb her and stuff, you know. Right, but like you figure the the only way that she got Vicious body was from stealing it from Source, so his body didn't deteriorate when you know um you know uh they had it before, so um by her creating that shield you know like they said like every time you go in and out it changes you and you see monica you know her eyes turn blue and you know later on you'll see but it's like um vision somehow changed when since he's been inside the hex so it's like you know like what what you know like what does it like kind of like really do to you because like i said he was dead you know like he was just like a body and they had him so i don't know so she changed him somehow where you know, like if he's inside of there, then I don't know. So yeah, you're you're onto something. That's definitely gonna require some thought because that's just a very different perspective than I than I had. But uh, I mean, that's what these things. That's how these shows work, right? They're trying to bait and switch us. They're trying to do, you know, keep us guessing. And uh, and it seems as though they're doing an excellent job of it. All right, so we'll move on. So we're back to Vision. He's laying in the in the pasture and where the sword headquarters was for this operation is now a circus which is pretty funny you know yeah for, for sure. <laughs> it was a circus they're running out there yeah so he wakes up and he you know he approaches the circus and he sees uh he's approached by one of the uh i guess former officers but he's now like uh i don't know like a muscle guy or whatever but he's telling him hey at least you're already dressed as a clown <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've already got your makeup on like what a, <laughs> yeah, right. just like imagine waking up to that like you've gone through all this and then it's like oh okay the clown is here <laughs> right and he's got to act with uh 
Darcy, who's supposed to be the, what do you call it, uh, the escape artist. <laughs> and how perfect was that? Like, right. how perfect is that decision? And then she's talking about that she wanted to be the bearded lady or whatever. Like, <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, that was. I thought that was so well written. Like to have it. Oh, she's she was chained to the thing, and then boom, immediately. Oh, she's the escape artist. You know, so right. no problem. Right. Such good forethought by the the writers there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, remember we made eye contact last <laughs> night. You don't remember, <laughs> right? She's like, all right, we She's weirdo. She's like, pass. <laughs> That's a hard pass. That was that was funny. That was, you know, that was some like a little comic relief there, I guess, with the whole circus thing. But, um, but yeah, he's. She doesn't remember. Like none of them remember who they are. You know, as soon as you, as soon as you step, uh, get engulfed with that force field or whatever, you know, your mind is rewritten and you become part of the show. Just like she, she said, she always wanted to be part of the show. Like, but. Not like that. Yeah. No. Oh, so with the youngest, uh, the youngest son, what do you think uh, his uh, his powers is? Wait, are you talking about of the twins? Yeah, the twins. Yeah, because you remember okay. one is fast, and then the other yeah. one, you know, he was like he could sense, and then she told him like to lock in on that feeling, and then he could like kind of see where he was. So what is that? Is that some sort of like psychic power? Mm. I, I guess I'm not. I guess it's I not think, very I well think... developed at this point. Right. Um. You know, the next scene we're we're actually back at the house. And this is actually where Agnes comes in. It wasn't the previous one, but it was in this particular scene where Agnes comes in. Their mom is like, oh, you know, hey, don't ask me. You know how I'm supposed to have all the answers for you? Well, I don't. So draw your own conclusions. You know, your dad doesn't want to be here because they were Afghan. What did the Uncle Peter or whatever mean when he said that dad had died already or whatever? Hey, I don't have any answers for you, but... um, but so you have one twin that obviously has the super speed or whatever, but then you have the other, he was able to sense when his dad was in trouble, right? In the previous episode. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, you're, I think you're on this, um, on to the right track there that he's got some sort of psychic ability, which again, he alludes to later on in the episode when he's talking to Agnes, um, talking about how that, Yeah. She's quiet on the inside. She's quiet on the inside. I think uh, earlier in the episode, he's complaining about his head hurting, right? So I think maybe he's he's able to, like, hear everybody's thoughts or something. You know, like, all yeah, these, I think he all even I think he even stuff. says that. I, I, I feel like he mentions that directly, that he's right. that he's listening <clears throat> to all the people, you know? Yeah, and, he's, and he just come, you know, he just came into that. Well, they both just came, in, came into their powers... The night before, right? Because you know, yes. right. the other yeah. one didn't have the speed until they went trick or treating. But yeah, here's where Agnes actually comes in and takes the uh, takes the twins off her hands or whatever. But so then we go on to we finally get to see Monica Rambo and the uh, Jimmy Choo as they're going to some rendezvous to meet up with some uh, some more sword, another sword contingent that has shown up with a space rover. I I was confused with this whole part because I'm like, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I so it it really alluded to me like I was gearing up to see someone that I might know, especially as a as not like someone who's really a fan or not a well you know a well educated in the franchise. 
they're like, oh, we're going to go meet a friend. Like, they were alluding to this person they're meeting. Uh, you know, I thought we were going to be some sort of superhero or something. You know, some uh, like one of the major, you know, Avenger or something like that. And then it was just someone that knew her mom. Right. Like Somebody who was loyal to her mom. It was a, it was a major, right? You know, we came because we were loyal, yeah. loyal to her mom and we're loyal to you, too. Um, yeah. It was weird. It was like there wasn't anything special about that group that really stood out other than the fact that they brought this space rover, armored space rover, to get into the barrier. And boy, you talk about an utter failure of a piece of equipment. <laughs> like, they didn't really yeah. think that one through. Yeah, that was that, that to me is a miss. Like, in, as part of as the episode, that whole Monica Rambo's portion of it, at least kind of up until shortly after this, it was just, it seems so far off. Like, if, if the major had. Uh, peeled off her skin and and it was uh the hulk then that would have made sense to me you know like someone it should have been something like why were they building this up oh and only to fail spectacularly like they built our expectations about who we were going to meet okay well that's nothing okay what are we going to get oh this this space rover okay and then it fails horribly i'm thinking like what are well i don't know what their angle was or what they were trying to do but i don't feel like they did it Right, I I I was I was a little confused because like they've already established the fact that if they send something through the barrier, if it's not of the right era, that it's going to get rewritten. Um, yeah, I was it. expecting an era appropriate something right. that was going to be like, oh, it's it's the nineties, two thousands. They could go in with whatever surprise me, show me what it is, yeah. and then it was not. So it's like early two thousands, uh, you know, two thousand tens or whatever, and they show up with a space rover that looked like this i don't think that's era appropriate i'm like my conclusion would have been that yeah it's not it's going to get changed which it did yeah <laughs> and thrown back out yeah. so the vehicle itself fails but she jumps out and then immediately decides that she can she can make it through because she's been through what twice before so she runs and you know everybody tries to stop her or whatever but she makes it to the barrier and forces her way in. Then she kind of goes through this like transition of like, you know, we're hearing voices from her past. Like I, I, I distinctly heard Captain Marvel's voice in there talking to her uh, about being a tough kid or whatever. And then her mom. And it was like, like, I don't know. It was like there was multiple renditions of her. It was also kind of cluttered or whatever. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. Yeah. I, I think that's, it's just one of the storylines in this that, it, you know, we find in this episode. I think it's going to be – it's still, like, super promising, but I feel like they definitely missed out, you know, on, on – there could have been a lot stronger development of Monica Rambo this episode. And and uh, as well as uh, says Jimmy and uh, Darcy, you right. know, like, we, we're just – I guess it was – Jimmy was with Monica, right? And then Darcy's with, with Vision. Right. But uh, I don't know. From all of them, we didn't really get much. Or actually, we're even Vision, which is okay because the, the, the whole episode like we talked about, Wanda, Wanda Street, she's a Wanda. Everything's Wanda at the start of this thing. Um, you know, that's – so we know that this is an episode for Wanda, you know? Right. But – they build this whole thing up and they give us nothing. Like, right? Yeah, it's this just, oh, it's this particular branch bird. it's of with Monica and Jimmy and their whatever they were trying to do. Obviously, they're trying to get back in to either convince Wanda to stop doing what she's doing, right. uh, but they kind of 
threw me off a little bit because they also said that you know she's going in to get Darcy, right? So maybe she's trying to do two things at once, but right. Because I think it's definitely like a build up coming, like you know they have to build it up for the next episode because it's definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just with kind of what happens. I, I guess I'll jump a little ahead, but without a spoiler, did you guys see that after the credits started, we had another, you know, maybe a minute or so in the credits, we had another like 30 or 45 seconds of action? post credit scene, yeah, I saw it. post credit scene, yep, thank uh-huh. you for the technical term. But yeah, which even I think is more, makes it more exciting what we're going to see with Monica. But, right, that was actually uh, the first instance of that in in the series. And Marvel's Good, always I didn't been. Want to go rewatch everything. For and that. Marvel stuff has always been famous for post-credit scenes, right? So, like, yeah, the fact that it didn't have they didn't have any in any of the other previous episodes, and then they dropped this in here, you know, it was kind of like, oh, you know, that's cool because people would like stick around all the way to the end to the end of the credits just to see, you know, a fifteen-second clip of something or spoiler of what's coming, but <clears throat> but yeah, kind of yeah, but back back to monica you know she she gets through the wall and like it's her origin story power wise right <clears throat> she right. has powers when she comes through the other side which right. i kind of felt was coming when because when she was going through all the medical tests and stuff they they were constantly alluding to the fact that you know there's something weird going on with yourselves whatever and right you know some people that we have talked to you know at work or whatever you know like yeah, you know, because she has cancer or or something like that, because her mom had cancer or something. Um, but now it 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 was obviously because every every trip through the barrier was changing her, you know, on a much bigger level than most people would anticipate. And it actually she comes out with bl- glow uh, glowing blue eyes, right? And she can see right. like <clears throat> the at like. She, the 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 air around her like uh, everything yeah, looks different. What was she different. seeing there? Yeah, it was. She there was some sort of so she could uh, I, effect. I, yeah, you know? she, she. I don't know what wavelength she was on or whatever she could see, but if you notice in the scene, like there's power lines and stuff that you can see right. the shimmering of the power. Yes, you know, yeah, coming right, from right, those yeah. those power lines, so she can definitely see. You know something along that lines. I don't know what it means or what kind of powers it's going to give her. Uh, we kind of see later on in the episode when uh, when they kind of benefit uh, benefit her for a second. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She so she basically has acquired powers here. Um, <clears throat> right. Okay. So. She- Oh, see, and I think that um, you know, like certain characters, you know, like come and they stand out. But I think uh uh. Like um Darcy, I think she's gonna acquire some abilities as well. That's just my hypothesis. Like I I I actually am unsure of it, but I hope so. I think yeah. it'd be cool, but the only reason I'm unsure of it is because we know that Monica has had now had to go in three times uh, to get this, but right. it might be. But we still might see it. I think it'd be awesome. Right. Like um, it's it's um. Yeah, it's definitely one of the ones where, uh, you know, like like I think um, they definitely pay attention to the, you know, the fan base, and she's becoming like a, a favorite. You know what I'm saying? Not like, <laughs> not like Game of Thrones where they wagging off your feet, you know, your favorites. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, but uh, yeah, I definitely feel that um, she's gonna be she's gonna be around for a while. Yeah, I I uh, I'd be excited for that. She her character, you know, she brings a nice the comedic relief that we get out of her. I think is 
is pleasant. Right. Well, I always think, uh, you know, you got to have sidekicks, right? That aren't yeah. super powered. Like everybody's not super powered. You have that, but you have to have like, you know, those sidekicks that are invaluable because of their just, just a regular ability that anybody could do. So I, I don't know if she's going to get superpowers, but I think that she's definitely going to be invaluable to the services of Monica. Yeah. You know, and and she's already shown that she is with her when she was hacking, you know, and, and she's provided all that information and she discovered the TV show. Like she's been a, a, a absolutely necessary character so far. And you <clears> hope <throat> that continues, you know, and now she's paired up with vision. So there's, they're definitely setting, uh, setting her up to, to play a part here in the, in the right. finale of the season. Yeah, and, and plus, because I think she's still, uh, I don't think this is too far, uh, but she's still, like, free mind, right? Well, if uh, if you, we, we actually, we were just getting, well, we got to it earlier, how he was saying, we made meaningful eye contact, you know, and she's, like, creeper, and she's walked away from him. He zaps her brain, like he's done to those people to take her out, take them out, uh, take them out of it. So he right. took her out of the brain uh, thing. So she wasn't, like, resistant right. to it, yeah. But she is currently, yes, she is still, uh, her mind is free of Wanda's influence. Right, right. Okay, which, yeah. Which leads us, actually, that was perfect timing because that leads right into the scene where Vision kind of frees Darcy's mind and then they steal the funnel cake truck and drive off. So, And we do, we and we see her punch out the guard too, which yeah. I thought was that you know, you're seeing that she's got a little, you know, we've seen the edge at least with her, her wit right but uh she went and throw she you know throw down she did it you know so i thought that was probably an important part of their escape but not really escape because it's a you know, circus i think this, the next part is kind of funny because like they're driving the funnel cake truck and they come up to the stop uh, stoplight and she's like man there's a lot of stoplights out here <laughs> yeah but if you notice during this scene when they're at the stoplight it's raining it's overcast it's raining Earlier in the episode, when uh, Wanda, she's in the living room or whatever, she looks at the TV, and it gives a weather forecast. Remember what the weather forecast was? No, I, I it was sunny, this. right? It was sunny every day, 70 degrees, no clouds. Yeah, because somebody... Yeah, because somebody mentions it that it never rains in Westview. Darcy does in the in the truck, yeah. Yeah, she said, yes, it, it never rains in Westview. Right, so. Can I say that just before that, I thought there was a super important part. Uh, well, not super important, but very interesting, is that poor Vision immediately as they start driving starts just rapid fire asking her these questions. Are my kids safe? Are this, you know, like what's going on? She has zero answers, like nothing at all. Can you imagine this guy's frustration that he's literally reincarnated from the dead, has been in a haze, you know, he's he's seeing time progress rapidly around him. He knows he's stuck. He's just escaped from this bubble the previous episode only to, you know, basically die, you know, again. Right. Uh, and he's heard uh, – have we seen it? Yes, in the previous episode we see – Agnes tell him that he has died you know like he's got all these things going on she is zero help to progress you know any of his thought processes or understanding uh, which I just thought was like just putting yourself in his shoes I thought that would just be horrendous and then of course every and then they hit every single obstacle on the way every red light and then it's raining just it's hilarious and I was thinking about this like you know first we have it's raining. Then you have the stoplights. Um, and then you have like the construction crew. And then you have like 
Bow kids. Keys. Like, why would there be kids out here? Yeah, across a crosswalk. Remember yeah. all the kids that were missing for, for like five episodes? You know, now they're all. Oh, no wonder they're yeah. missing. They're all walking in a merry-go, uh, you know, merry-go-round around the outskirts of the town. But um, yeah. uh, was it Darcy says it's almost like you know, these impediments are being put up on purpose, right? And mm-hmm. he, and he looks at her. He's like, yeah, I wonder. You know, he knows that they are, but. I immediately thought when I first watched the episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, Wanda's doing all that. But then I thought about it. No, Wanda's not doing that. Wanda's not, she's not the one putting those impediments in front of Vision, right? Yeah. And because, well, you don't have any other. Right. I know what you're saying. At this point, we don't have any other. There's no no other option. You know, it has to be. And there's a lot of things that have seen inexplicable. But everything is Wanda's fault, right? Which, again, leads to her, you know, the breakdown I'm sure she's having. Because if she's in control of everything, why are there things beyond her control? Yeah, I mean, back to your conversation about Darcy telling Vision kind of his history. He doesn't know what his history is. His history is blank to him. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And she explains it all to him. And he comes, you know. Uh, um, speaking of like uh, what you were saying as far as like um, Wanda's doing it. Um, do y'all know is it the second episode when um, you know, like somebody you know is like you know like calling her, you know, on the radio, and yes. you know, like yeah. we we see later on, like you know, like who it is or whatever, like that. Like, do y'all know the song that was playing on the radio? Uh-uh. It's uh, it was uh, I believe Rhonda by the Beach Boys. So on the radio they were saying uh Rhonda but at the same time um you know she thought that uh really? you know like somebody was uh calling yeah call her name yeah uh get that yeah so it was like um wow. so that was interesting that was interesting and then uh what um what's her name I forget the one I was through in the party and she asked her how you get like uh blood out of like white linen or something like that. Oh yeah. You do you yeah. do it yourself or something? You do it yourself, what... yeah. Kinda creepy but you know yeah, what, I can't remember her. She's kind of she was kind of pretty quickly in and out that that character, right? Just that really didn't develop. I guess that was just how she got introduced to Monica. Maybe that was the only purpose of that, right? And that we saw the uh, talent show where they did the uh, magician, you know, uh, deal. Now we see, you know, when things don't go well, you know, we've seen that maybe there's at the end of the episode a big reveal, right? That. But before we get to that, we'll you know, talk about the scene with Agnes and the twins in her house, right? Where, uh, which one, which one is the twin that has, we think is the, the psychic, what's his name? I think it's Billy, because I think, Billy? I don't know, I think Tommy and Billy, and I, I don't know why that's the order I think I'm in, uh, but Tommy got the speed first, I could be wrong, but. Right. So, yeah, so she's sitting there and he's like, I like it here. You know, I think you mentioned this earlier in the podcast is like, I like to hear it's quiet. You're quiet inside, you know? (laughs) So I think. Very foreshadowing, you know, I think. Right. So to me, it's like only like most people have thoughts constantly. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for a person to be able to sit and just have no thought. There's no. And. I'm thinking, well, this kid's probably a psychic. He can, he's already mentioned and being able to hear uh, what's going on, you know, with people, whatever. So he definitely has an elevated sense there, right? And to be able to detect nothing from her, it's either one, you know, she's totally crazy <laughs> or she's definitely got something going on, right? So, yeah, right. But, um, 
So that's definitely an important scene for what's coming up. So then yeah. we go back to uh, Monica shows up at Wanda's house, and you kind of have to give it to to Monica. <laughs> she's she's not much different than the the director, uh, sword director, because you know the threats that Wanda was kind of laying down earlier in the season they they were kind of directed at her more often than not, right? So yeah. here she comes. She just barges into her house. First of all, I don't care what you have to tell me. You come barging in my house. The first thing I'm thinking is to be defensive, right? I'm right. like, have your wife get her gun. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, you're talking about a dangerous way to approach somebody, especially somebody who does not like you and has threatened you right. with physical harm. Just think of somebody that doesn't like you, Clint or Vance, that, I mean, everybody almost like hates how, you. How could anybody could you not go, like me? Right. right. I know it's an impossibility, but imagine going to that person's house and basically just kicking their door down and running in. What do you think the reaction would be? I need to think. I need to think through the three or four hundred people that I know absolutely hate me. Let me just <laughs> go through each of right. these individually. If I did that, I mean, I could do that to people that like me, and they would not be happy. Okay, so I don't know what Monica was thinking. Like maybe she should have knocked. I don't know, but she didn't. <laughs> no, uh, see, I'm on board. I actually, I really respect it. I think, and I'm, I'm really excited about Monica's character too. And I think this, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with this actress that uh, plays her, uh, but I think she's just doing awesome too. So, and and I think that's in character. Like everything that's been happening, like and the urgency with which she is barging into this uh, this house. I mean, I, I think that's she did. She knew she didn't have time to kind of beat around the bush. And go. Let me do surveillance. Let me do this. That she's, you know, she's she knew what the problem was, and uh, and she knows, you know. For we, I think we, we've heard the conversation between her and Haywood, or where Haywood's trying to straight up murder her, and she's like, no, like you know, we need to work with her. She is the one that can end this. So as much as she's still barging into her house, it's not with ill intent. It is just <laughs> right. you know directly charging. Uh, into you know into the storm to try to fix it. So I thought it was uh, in character for her to do that. Um, right, definitely in and, character. Very, yeah. very take charge. Yeah. No fear. Going to do yeah. what it takes that needs to be done. You know, people. Somebody needs to hear the truth. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell them the truth. Whatever. So at this point, you know, uh, Wanda just wraps her up in her power and like takes her out in the street and attempts to like she blew her through the wall didn't she? Or oh maybe <laughs> and not. she just carries remember. her right That's out of the house out. like right back yeah, out yeah. the door and holds her up in the air and then like is going to like body slam her to the ground and that's and that's here's that point where like monica's new powers save her right because yeah. i mean she's like 20 feet in the air and wanda just slams her down like most people like you could kill somebody right oh yeah and she just land i mean she doesn't land on her feet she kind of she lands hard but it's controlled right definitely monica is able to have some sort of resistance to uh wanda's uh powers so kind of like uh reverse uh polarities or whatever i don't know but yeah yeah almost would be like 
it, it's like she's vaccinated against Wanda, right? She keeps <laughs> right? getting these little little bit here, a little bit there. And then, uh, you know, now when Wanda has attacked her, she was unscathed, where we saw her being uh, definitely at, at the mercy of Wanda in the past, you know, without any of that kind of resistance. At this point, you know, this confrontation is heating up. And who shows up? Agnes. Mm-hmm. Right, because she sees the whole thing happening outside her window, right? The whole neighborhood sees it. Like, everybody is outside, and they see this. So there's, like, there's no hiding of powers. It's like, hey, this is all a charade. There's no hiding anything anymore. So this whole confrontation is going on out on the sidewalk, and Agnes shows up and pretty, you know, pretty much says, you know, you need to leave Wanda alone. And then carries her, you know, kind of directs her and, away from uh, Monica and into the house and they leave Monica just standing out in the street, right? So at that point, we're inside the house, Agnes's house, and she's going to get her some tea and she goes to sit down on the couch and she notices that, you know, there's some half-eating sandwiches there and some glasses and she immediately asks where the boys are or where are the twins. Oh, they're probably just playing in the basement, right? Okay, who plays in basements? Especially not your yeah. own basement. Like, I'm going to go to the... Hang out in my neighbor's basement. Like, basements are just spooky places to begin with. And, uh, you know, they're haunted, really. Like, in all the scary movies and stuff. Yeah. They're always haunted. Not where you would expect the children <laughs> to be. Like, that wouldn't be my first guess. <laughs> right. Oh, they're probably playing in the basement. So, Juana goes and she checks. She goes down and immediately, the tone, like, uh, the sound, like, she can hear, like, the, like, uh, the cicada that's on the, uh, on the curtain, right? She goes down. And then it's basically a dungeon. And immediately she's like, what is this place? You know, what's going on? This doesn't, this is totally out of place. And then she sees like uh, the book or the tome that's sitting up on the pedestal. That's kind of glowing. Yeah, with like, glowing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So obviously this is a very important relic, right? I have no clue what it is. <laughs> it's like uh. I said, I'm not a comic book nerd. Not to offend the guys out there who, you know, who are really in the comic books, but I'm not, you know, I don't have any idea what this is. It's like, you know, it's obviously, usually when you have books like this, it's like, they're usually books of power, right? Book of the dead, right. or, you know? Yeah. So it's usually, uh, they're usually correlated with some sort of like dark magic or whatever. So obviously that's, right. the, that's the vibes I'm getting. There's a definitely a darkness here. That's emanating from this book. You can see it coming off the, the book, right? And then Agnes comes down and it's like, what she say? Did you think you were the only magic user, the magical person yeah. here in town? And we find, and then she like slams the door shut or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this cutscene, a little sing along, whatever, where we're introduced to what her what is her name now? Agatha something. Agatha Harkness. H. Harkness. Agatha Harkness, who apparently is a character for these shows. And uh, you just right. find it, the introduction is very, you know, it's very kitschy, but it's here's all the evil things that I've done. Right. Uh, and she, and that is when we learn that she has been negatively impacting the world that, that they live in. You know, this is West, uh, Westview, right? Yeah, um, Westview. That she has been injecting 
conflict into Wanda's uh, perfect little uh, world. Right. right. So basically, so the moment that she shows up in the basement and locks the door, and she's like, "Oh, you're the only, you think you you're the only magical person here." She's she's petting her little rabbit. Was it Mister Scratchy or something? I don't know. But um, yeah, something like that. She's petting her, uh, and you see like Wanda's like astonished, right, and looking at her, and there there's like this purple effect that goes across Wanda's eyes. The cloud is either being removed like uh the blindfold is being removed from her eyes and she can finally see the truth of what is happening right and it was like a magical it's like it was purple and if you notice in the show there's a lot of purple in the show like uh agatha is wearing purple you know Mm -hmm. and and, i had not i did not notice that that was that that one and her eyes glow purple so like purple is associated with her ability or magic powers or whatever. So mm-hmm. she removes the magical blindfold from Wanda and Wanda now sees the truth of all the things that Agatha was doing, you know? So you, you when they go into the little, uh, uh, jingle or whatever they call it, you know, straight out of, you know, those old, like the Adams family or, uh, the monsters, yeah. whatever type shows, um, you know, you see right from the very first episode, you're, we're outside of Wanda's house, and here she comes landing on the sidewalk, and she, you see that like witch attire, like this old black, you know, crusty looking stuff, you know, from her feet up, and then it like changes into her, you know, fifties get up, and everything goes black and white. Like she, she shows up at that point and changes everything, and she just starts throwing all these things in to kind of mess with her and vision. And I, like we were saying, I think that's to, to put so so much stress on them, right? Stress on Wanda, uh, because in a straight up fight, like you, if you uh, healthy, like, you know, hell, uh, Wanda's like a fighter, right? You know, if you get her at her best, you're probably not going to, take her down but how do you how do you you know get around all that you know you just manipulate the situation entirely until they're mentally broken down right like they doubt they they're they're doubting everything their capabilities She's are gaslighting her yeah basically so that's what's happened and she's got her exactly where she wants her you know Wanda is in a total <clears throat> broken down state so, but I thought that, um, so we get that big reveal and that's kind of how, uh, the, the episode ends. Oh, and she killed Sparky too. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the funniest thing. It's like, I think, you know, I did watch a few reactions and stuff on, on like YouTube and stuff. And, uh, you know, people are like, you're sitting there and you're like, what is going on? And you see the reaction, you see what Agatha is and reveals what she's done or whatever. And for most part, like most reactions of people, they're just kind of standing, you know, sitting there with their mouth wide open going, okay. And then when she says, oh, and I killed Sparky too. Everybody has the same reaction. You, (laughs) you, you know, I'll kill you. You know, it's like, man, how could you do that to the dog? doesn't matter what you've done to everybody else. Like you've enslaved 
yeah, you've well, you she may not have necessarily say Wanda probably did all that, but <laughs> the the bad things you've done, like, but you you killed a dog, man. You you crossed the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Wick's coming from you, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I. So what do you think about the? There's one other thing I want to talk about, uh, but what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, you know, when when uh, when the show ended, what was your takeaway? Vance, uh, I was like, you know, like uh, I could definitely see, it and and I guess now it's like since that has been revealed, I'm more so uh, interested in the the comeback, the you know, like the okay, all right, you know, okay, so you hit me with your U.S. shot, and that was my turn. But uh, yeah, I definitely had like so okay, okay, it's just getting interesting now. Like all right, I mean, it's been interesting, but it's like okay, you know, you know, I'm still not at the we know blown away factor yet but it's it's getting there what about you clint yeah i I think that it's just one of those things that like vance mentioned earlier that people that know the comic books um and you've 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 mentioned as well but people that know the comic books they're not surprised by any of the stuff um and all these all these interactions and and reveals are much more impactful um uh well i guess like for us as far as Oh man! Like now we see who the real villain is. Right. But to the folks that are familiar with it, they have the backstory on these characters. You know, they know like they they have vastly more info than than I think any of us, right? Because right. none of us are really familiar yeah. with it. And they're looking but... for those Easter eggs and stuff. They're you know, and they're yeah. picking up on that sort of stuff, and they're looking for confirmation of theories that they have based on, um, you know, their knowledge of. You know, the lore and stuff, you know, uh, for me yeah. and, and probably for you, too, I'm walking into this with no knowledge of anything. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, head scratching going on. I'm like, I don't know what this means. Just like that book, you know, I'm sure there's a name for the book um, and what it means in the in the Marvel Universe, uh, per se. Uh, and, and and why exactly Agatha, you know, is here and why why she's messing with Wanda. Obviously, you know, everybody wants a piece of Wanda, right? So she's the most powerful, one of the most powerful beings around. Um, so if you're an evil entity or you know, a villain or whatever, and you had the opportunity to take out an Avenger or gain control of an Avenger, I'm like, you would take it, right? It's like, just imagine yeah. how much, what you could do if she was on your side, right? So, um, right. so my, but my immediate feelings after finishing this episode were I've watched seven episodes back to back without any time in between them to give any thought to what's going on. Uh, and I've done it. So everything has been explained as it's, you know, like, oh, okay, well, that didn't make sense. But in, a few minutes when I start watching the next one, it's gonna, you know, we'll get some sort of conclusion. But when I, when I got to this one, I couldn't start the next episode, and so like this is the first time I've just watched seven episodes in a row. This is the first time that I've just started wrapping my head around all of it, you know, and and I've had I don't know five days to do it because it was Friday that I ended up watching all this. Right. Uh, so it had just come out. You, I think you. Uh, I don't know if I had a chance to ask Vance, but I know uh, no, we did t- we did talk about it in our text. I think that you hadn't seen it yet, and I was like, well, now now you're holding us up, dude. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I was holding you, know, you guys up. But yeah, it was definitely after this episode is when I is really started to take it all in and start you know having some critical thinking about 
what I was seeing. Uh, so it's been a little bit of a ride since. Right. I, th- I think, uh, I mean, for me, I mean, I've enjoyed the episodes, um, all the episodes, even the first two. But I think this episode was kind of like, it was pretty cool. I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. This is probably, uh, it's up there as far as uh, uh, an episode of television uh, that I've watched because uh, it's got a lot of elements going on. It's like, you know them addressing the audience uh, throughout the show. You know, like the like the show's titled "Breaking the Fourth Wall," and when they're doing that. There's a little, uh, there's a lot of humor. Uh, you've got uh, some horror going on, and uh, when she Wanda's going down into the basement, you know, a lot of mystery there. Um, you know, and you see the uh, the big question marks in their relationship that are you know that are present because it's like you know when the show opens and for many episodes, you know you everything was based on like how much they loved each other, how strong her love. I mean, that's why this whole thing is happening, right? Because of her love for vision. Right. And now we're to the point where she's like, she's, she doesn't even know if vision wants to be with her, you know, um, at one point in the episode and, and vision believes that Wanda doesn't want him to be around her because, she's throwing all these impediments. But I, like I said, I don't think it was Wanda doing the, that stuff. I think it was Agnes that was putting that, the, you know, the yeah. kids in front of him and making it rain and all that, you know, cause she's constantly trying to separate them. Yeah. Divide and conquer. Right. Yes. Yeah, divide and conquer. So all that stuff's going on. But, um, but there was one important aspect about the episode that we didn't actually talk about. Let's talk about the commercial, the Nexus commercial. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all, and so, go ahead. So all the episodes have had like you know a, a funny little commercial, or whatever. And this one's, this one's. I still see these commercials, these uh, pharmaceutical commercials, and it's mm-hmm. they actually are kind of funny when you feel like really pay attention to like the little uh, legal lees that they always add at the bottom about the mm-hmm. side effects of the drugs or whatever. But what does it say? Uh, according to commercial, we see a lady. So we have a lady sitting on a bench and. Uh, and then the narrator is like, are you feeling depressed? <laughs> like the world goes on without you? Do you just want to be left alone? Ask your doctor about Nexus, right? It's yeah. a unique antidepressant that works to anchor you back to your reality or the reality <laughs> of your choice. Yeah. So that's a pretty important statement like because it's like reality is like in the, in the Marvel movies, uh, Infinity War or whatever, didn't they – didn't they have to go and change like the timeline and stuff? Like, like they've already ch- like created like multiple versions of their universe, right? Or they already well, exist, or whatever. That, it's Doctor Strange, right? Isn't his thing the where he goes to different right. realities? Cause right. Because he, he saw in that movie with uh, you know, five billion or whatever outcomes, and one of them, you know, and the you know, obviously all the things the decisions were made based on him seeing that in uh, in one of the realities. Right. So I don't know if it's I don't know if this is alluding to him or what, uh, but again, yeah. not a big Marvel I, guy. I think that the, the Nexus thing is alluding to some some sort of some sort of uh, alternate reality type power or something. Yeah, you know. So I thought I thought and something. Go ahead, sir. No, I was just saying. I think the com yeah, the, definitely the the commercial is alluding to some to something that's in play here. Uh, though I I find that. The, the medical term I saw on the box, nexopromicide, isn't like that ending side, isn't that with like some sort of poison or something? I'm not sure. I don't know anything about medical terms, but it didn't sound good. Uh, I mean, I think <laughs> right. maybe it sounds similar to like pesticides is, is <laughs> right. what you're 
<laughs> right. Well, they think, said side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. <laughs> I chuckled to that one. That's what they always say, like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. I'm like, what? For antidepressants? Suicidal <laughs> thoughts is the thing? Like, what, how'd, you, how'd you get that past the, the board? Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, like, you know, we... we we now kind of, I think we've been led to believe, you know, I think it's been pretty on the nose that Agatha is the one that is causing, you know, restricting vision and all that. But something that we mentioned earlier is when this, you know, one of the twins says that he likes her, it's quiet here, and you're quiet inside, or however he phrases it. Um, I think she is suppressing his either, you know, he she's either blocking herself from him, but if he's if it's quiet and he would have normally been hearing everyone, he's not hearing anyone. So I think she is actively suppressing his powers and ability. I'm sure right. with both of them, right? But the other one hasn't had a probably hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'm curious, like another thing we could, where, like the a question I have is like, where are the boys? Where are the twins? You know, like maybe I mean, might open the scene and they're in a cage right next right. to wherever. You know, maybe the twins are what Agnes is after, right? Because yeah. she was right yeah. there the moment that Lana was pregnant. But hold on. What, the twins could even be Agatha's, right? Like, because, like, was that something that was, you know, because she, Agnes, uh, Agnes, Agatha, whatever, didn't she bring Pieter, whatever, this brother? Mm-hmm. Like, she implanted him, and it was, you know, a cause of a disruption. And these kids hasn't been as blatant but they have been, you know, a cause of exhaustion. Like, right. I guess I'm not even at the point where I can say that these kids are actually Wanda's kids. Uh, but that well, might just be going way off the rails. Like, it's funny you say that because um, talking about, like, the color, I believe, like, in the earlier, like, episodes, like, I think um, uh, Agnes, I think she has, like, a sword shield on or something like that. might have been the, the one of, like, first two episodes or something like that. But, I mean, kind of... You know, like before sword is revealed, it's like that's who's she's working for. But um, it's funny because I'm looking at the picture of the boys uh, when they're at the Halloween thing. Uh, the one with the speed, uh, Tommy, he has on blue, like you know, he has on a blue shirt, light blue with the uh, with the you know lightning bolt, and then uh, Billy, he has on purple. Really? Yeah, he has on like purple clothes with a purple uh headband. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, interesting for sure. Yeah, that is interesting. But overall, it's it's a. Uh, I really enjoyed the episode, and I can't wait till next Friday to see. I think the next episode is probably going to be uh, a little bit of backstory for on Agatha Harkness, exactly who this person is. You think it's going to be one of those things where they don't like progress the 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 story; it just builds the narrative. Like you know, we'll, we'll go through the whole episode and they'll still be standing in the room as if, you know, like, is that kind of what you're expecting? Yeah. I mean, I don't know though they'll still be standing in a room, I, but I, I definitely think that we're going to see maybe a flashback or I hope it's just not a big, not a big long monologue, you know, where she's kind of standing there telling her exactly everything, but I, I'm expecting that maybe a flashback or something, or, you know, definitely a motive of why, what's well, going on. I'll say that in game of Thrones, which for, a half a dozen years was one of the, uh, you know, I think probably the best show on television. Their second to last episode of the season was always the banger. Right. 
that was always when the most crazy stuff, most action-packed, most progression of the season happened there. And then the final episode was always the wrap-up. Right. You know, um, and I don't know if that's something to expect from a show like this because so that's maybe a little bit different. The thing you have to, to take into consideration with the Game of Thrones is I think why maybe it was kind of like that was because um, you had you know, half a dozen different viewpoints that you were telling and they were all located in different locations of the country. Uh, so they yeah. needed to be able to move those pieces per se to set up, you know, the next season or whatever. So I think you would usually see the main battle happen in episode nine, but in episode 10 would be the aftermath. Then the rearranging of the pieces to get them set set up for the conflict yeah. that would happen in the next season. Now, in the Mandalorian, first season of the Mandalorian, I haven't actually seen. I haven't seen second season yet. Uh, wasn't the big battle at the end of the last episode where they had to fight their way out of the space station or the base? Is yeah, that the I think last? So. I would. I would yeah, expect. Like I would expect that would be because they're not. Together. They're not necessarily having to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? They're, everything is right here in that particular location. Well, so what's happening with Jimmy right now? Because Jimmy went in with. Monica, right? He's back with the uh, the with uh, the sword base. The oh, so he's base. just out. Okay, so yeah. we we have to see we have to get something with him, right? Um, I don't think they leave us to next season. Is there a next season, by the way? Do I'm sure there that? will be. I'm sure there will. Um, we have to get some progression with Jimmy. Uh, Vision and Darcy are kind of tied together. Um, so I guess they they just need to come back into the picture, and then Monica's right there. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's right. not a lot to not a lot to kind of set up. It's it's right where we'd expect them to be coming together. And Marvel does do that thing where all their people have whatever they have throughout the their movies, and at the end, like all the Avengers are fighting together. Right. That right. at least the the couple I've seen. I feel like they've they've kind of set it up where uh, Vision is gonna ha he's gonna come he's gonna you know he's gonna try and save his wife or whatever he's gonna make some he's gonna do what's always been in his nature and that's to sacrifice himself for the sacrifice, greater good. Yeah, I feel that that's coming. Even though she's seen him die twice, you know, well, third time's a charm, right? So it's like yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen again. So and then we're gonna in the middle of all this, you're gonna have the sword team led by Hayward. They're going to pop in at some point. Maybe they make off with Vision's body again. I don't know uh, if it comes mm, to that. I yeah. don't know. But the real question is, do we end the season? Is Will Wanda be a good guy, or is she going to be a villain? I, I oh, she's going to be a good guy. I think, think? I think yeah, Wanda's going to be a good guy. So. I think so, too. I also, I'm more interested to, to know if they're going to end it on a cliffhanger and not, you know, I want to have some sort of resolution to this season. Because I don't know how long until the next one, but I literally I do not want to have a cliffhanger season finale. That's like the worst thing in history. <laughs> right, <laughs> that is. I agree right. with you there. All right, that was a great discussion on breaking the fourth wall, episode seven of WandaVision. So uh, great job, guys. So let's kind of move on. I uh, know we wanted to hit up on a couple of uh, video game topics uh, before we ended the show tonight. A big event is happening tomorrow, Thursday, February twenty fifth. Outriders, the new looter shooter, um, is dropping its demo uh, tomorrow. I know what we're all kind of looking forward to playing that. And uh, it's a third-person shooter, cassette in space. So the demo is free to everybody. You don't have to purchase anything. Uh, it includes your ability to play all the four classes. 
No, I've I've looked at a little bit of it of the game, but I mean it's I think the archetypes seem to be a little bit of like mixture. They're not like super uh, you know, meta like what we'd see in the past, like, oh that's the healer and that's the you know, whatever, the, right. the melee character. Um Which uh Yeah, it's uh it's kinda of how they've set up the game is kinda of be like they want you to be aggressive. They don't want you sitting back and taking pot shots from behind the building. You know, they want you to always con- you know, constantly be de- attacking. That's kind of how they they've set up the way the game plays. See, that- my view of it was a little different than that because it's literally got the uh, third person. And it's it's got the you know move from cover to cover. It's got the cover to cover uh, aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, it does have yeah. that kind of like a Gears of War. To um, me, it's the division is what I. Th- there's no healing per se. There's no like I can drink a can of medicine and heal myself up. I can't bandage myself. The only way to heal is based on attacking. Um, there's only okay. So I've got the list of classes right here. So you have uh, number one, the trickster. He's a close range, high DPS class that can manip- manipulate space and time. Class number two is the pyromancer. It's a fire based class. Killing marked enemies heals over 25% of its health. Applies status effects to enemies. Then you have a Devastator. Considered the tank class. Lots of armor bonuses and health bonuses. Health and shield regeneration. And that's all, again, based off dealing damage. Then you have the Technomancer. This is actually a long-range support. It's the best healer in the game. Uh, it's the only class that can heal others, but it's also at the same time the weakest class. So it's uh, dealing the least amount of DPS, but it can summon very powerful uh, ranged weapons. So those are the four classes. Interesting. Now, um, Whiskey, are you going to get it on uh, Xbox or PlayStation? So, interestingly... I haven't decided yet. You know, they just did an update today on uh, the specs and how the game is going to play on next-gen consoles. Mm. And both the PS5 and the uh, the Series X are going to be running at uh, 4K, 60 frames per second. So identical uh, in specs. I will probably play it on whatever you guys are playing on. In this case, probably PlayStation since uh, Clint doesn't actually have an Xbox. <laughs> well. But da, 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 the good thing um, is it is cross-platform. It is cross-platform. It yes. is cross-platform. Nice. So okay. more than likely, I'll probably get it on the box just because, once again, PlayStation in space. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> Right. Well, uh, the only thing to consider about that is we would be dependent on whatever kind of of group party chat, chat is integrated yes. in the game right um, yeah the only, so only yeah, so far that we might have yeah so far i don't have any problems with it like when i do um like Fortnite, or if i do uh call of duty like as long as everybody's in like you know gang chat then like i don't have any problem with it i don't but, think yeah, it, i guess I it's just an un it's an unknown yeah game, just an unknown though, i don't think that um, audio chat's gonna be i don't think it'll be that big an issue like you might encounter on like call of duty or something like that where you have like the lobby chat well when you're yeah, going so it's probably a simpler thing yeah, yeah. it's simpler because you're, you're it's only up to four players. Or actually, it's only up three, to three players. It's yeah, three players. Three players, yeah. So it should be fairly clear, I would think, that it should be pretty good. So uh, being on different systems, I don't think it's going to be a problem. So, yeah, we could play on either system that you want. If you want to play on PC or, or, or Xbox or PlayStation, even the older generation consoles, they've all tested it. It's not going to be another, uh, hopefully another uh, cyberpunk situation where the original PS4 or uh, PS4 Pro or whatever, they run like crap. It's a demo, so whatever issues are there, hopefully they can iron out before the actual release day of the game, which is like April 1st. But the great thing is the fact that it is a demo. It's free. 
It's available before the game. It's available after, after the game. And whatever progression you make in the demo will carry over to the actual game when you purchase it. So if you decide that nice. you like you like the game um, and you're playing on Xbox, if you buy the Xbox version, all the work and all the farming even, all the materials and stuff like that will carry over to the base game that you purchase. So that's nice because it's going to, you know, it's not wasted time, you know, the time and effort yeah. you put into the demo. I think they said the demo is about three hours long for the campaign. So you're going to play a main story uh, that takes you to a boss. So you can play it solo. You can play it in a squad of three. And you can uh, take it to the boss, fight the boss. Also, side missions. There's resources you can farm. And when you beat the boss, there, there uh, apparently more side missions will open up. It's basically the first seven levels of the game. So it, sh- it should be a pretty good hands-on look of uh, exactly uh, what Outriders is. Do you know if it's if the loot system is shared loot or will we have instance loot? Has that been uh, discovered? I, would, or... uh, I, don't, I haven't seen where that's been talked about. I want to okay. say it's probably instance loot. I think that's pretty much a standard nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I don't even know. What's that? You said you said shared loot. We don't know if it's shared loot or instance. You talking about like if uh one person get it, we we all get it or we all have to go up to the box or. Yeah, like if it's if there's something that drops on the floor, is it just whoever runs over it first gets it, or is it it's something is gonna drop for me and something different's gonna drop for you and Tony? Man, right. Cause let me tell you something. Uh, I'm definitely not a fan of uh. You know, you got to run and get it because, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. because you're why you're still uh, fighting. Somebody else is grabbing. Man, yeah. what? And you have people, you yeah. know, who who are just, you know, just like that. They just like they looking for loot. Yeah, like you like man. Yeah, what, I, I think that's in, pretty much it, been phased out. That's that style yeah. of looting. Sure. Well, even Fortnite still Des- loves still like that. Yeah, true. I hate it. True. <laughs> but you know, in Destiny One, the cave. Like, the worst thing about that was that people didn't know that their loot drops were just for them. So as soon as they'd see, like, a legendary or purple uh, Ingram drop, they would run and mess up the whole farm. You know, and you had five or six people shooting into this cave. Someone gets something, they run. Oh, well, let's all run in because, you know, this guy's running. Oh, it was, like, the worst. It was, like, still a good looting system. That because people were ignorant to it, it best you know it was screwed up. Right, yeah. I think it's probably instance loot. Yeah, tomorrow, Outriders, the new looter shooter. And unlike most looter shooters that have like, you know, loot boxes and stuff and extra uh, things you can buy or whatever, everything's a, everything is in the game, right? So you don't have to buy anything extra. But yeah, yeah I think they the, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I was just reading uh yeah, I was just reading they call that uh, uh game at service. That's what it's called. Games of the service, right, yeah, yeah Destiny. Look. Games of the service. I mean, I, I guess Call of Duty is pretty much games of the service, right? With the battle pass. It has a battle. Ones. Yeah. It has a battle pass, yeah. Speaking of Call of Duty, there is yes, a, there's supposed to uh, be a new zombie mode dropping tomorrow, too. Boy, tomorrow's going to be a busy day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, new zombie mode, what's it called? Uh, Outbreak? Outbreak, Clint? yeah. Well, uh, apparently... If you download the update on your console and you put your console in offline mode, you can play it today. And guess who did it? You did. This guy. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. Solo? So I, yeah, solo. Well, I, it had to be because my console was offline. But I will tell you, way different than I expected. And and it's, it's a completely different feel than zombies. Uh, one of the things about zombies is that stress and tension. Right. Uh, that builds, you know, like in the later rounds. And this one, like, 
you know, in, in these current Cold War zombies, you start out as a solo player. There's six zombies. That's it. Right. And then you get a couple more next time, and they get stronger as you go. Um, in Outbreak, you start out, and I'm pretty sure if you loaded in and you didn't move, a zombie would never come up to you because you are out in the world. <laughs> But you have to nice. go. You have to move to a location, and there's even cars and stuff you could you could drive. Um, but yeah. and you can run over the zombies. The maps are too. huge, right? They're they're huge, big maps. Yeah, it's and there's the, multiple it's maps. The, yeah, it's the Firebase uh, Dirty Bomb maps. It's yeah. the, in the Ural Ur, Ural Mountains or whatever right. um, in Russia. And what happens is you have to go, and it gives you an indicator on the map where to go. And you start progressing, and there's little you know groups of zombies around the area. And when you get to it, it gives you a mission. And the mission is, I I went through six. Uh, well, it's also not like it's not rounds. It's you complete that mission, um, and I'll talk about them in a moment. You you complete the mission, and then it you go to a point on the map after completing it, and you activate uh, you know a, a, a portal essentially, and it gives you a pack monster machine, and all the you know all the gear you would need to basically get geared up, and then you can use the portal. And you can either do an exfil, which I didn't try, or you can progress to the next map. And it actually takes you to different maps. It goes to a loading screen and all that and loads you in. And now you're in, uh, you know, map two or zone two or whatever they're calling it. Right. And it gets progressively harder. Um, But you could go through and, like, you don't get, uh, like, you don't, I don't think, I think I went through, I played an hour and a half, killed, like, 700 zombies. I think I probably would have killed several thousand in a normal game. Yeah. By that, but you get like uh, loot boxes are spread out, and there's small, medium, and large loot bo- boxes that I've interacted with that drop you stuff. And um, there's all the different types of enemies. Uh, there's uh, the elites from D uh, Machina. There's the uh, what do they call them? Margwas or something? Not Margwas. It's uh, mimics. Yeah. Like in Firebase Z, and there's the uh, the gentlemen that have the rocket <coughs> arm thing uh, in in, the, in it. But the missions are really cool, too. And I went through six of them, and I did not repeat a type of mission I had to do. It could be, like, escort this thing over here or go pick this up over there or survive in this area for a little right. bit. So it was very interesting. And uh, I I played through, and I thought it was very easy. It was different, but very easy. And I'm not a super experienced zombie player, but I... I, I you know, I've been able to get to some high, you know, high rounds on my own or whatever. Yeah. Um, but not not particularly good. When I got to the sixth uh, zone, it was like it, the difficulty jumped up like fivefold, like immediately. And it was all these like new zombies I had never seen before, all these crazy abilities and stuff. And I'm getting like there's range I'm getting range attacks uh, against me and yeah. and uh flamethrower uh tank zombie things it's like oh my god like it was crazy <laughs> so I'm very excited about it and with you know sweeping changes to all the field upgrades perks right. all that stuff where you can unlock additional things so um mm. in the and what's morning, the name of this uh, this one this is outbreak so it's call of duty oh. zombies which you played firebase Z, you know um right. so it's that but it is incredibly different. I am, I'm, I'm very excited to play it. I am more excited to see. I don't know. Um, I'll do a plug for some guy who's, you know, I don't know. He's a very small YouTuber. Um, Samuel the Seventeenth is his name, and this guy is probably the best zombies player I've ever seen. Like he'll go through and he'll, uh, 
you know, does round 100 challenges, round 100 with a knife, round 100 without wow. leaving the room. So he doesn't even upgrade his gun once or get perks. He just leaves wow. round round 100 with a rocket launcher, round 100 with whatever, round 100, but I can't sprint. Like That's crazy. He's, yeah, it's the most crazy challenges um, he does. And it's like uh, round 100, but I leave every single elite that spawns alive. You know, like it's he's so amazingly good at the game and I cannot like, I cannot wait to see what this guy could do with this. Cause round 100 in this would take way longer than normal. And just how much it had progressed after six zones or whatever. Right. Um, I'm just so excited to see someone who's really good at zombies do it. Like almost to the point where I'd rather, like I'd rather be watching that guy than play it. If he's going to be doing it, you know, right. Uh, tomorrow morning. That's cool. Nice, I mean, I really nice. enjoyed the Firebase. See, I know I didn't really play a lot of the machina with you but but i got into firebase z you know so i, I played it quite a bit i want to i think Let's i got play it to, one of these days yeah. and the new one i was able to get up to like round 36 or something solo so nice like, especially as a not experienced zombie player right because i don't think you played them before right right yeah not that much so but yeah I was, so it's yeah that's that's no easy task you got the wonder weapon i'm sure yeah yeah um nice that was pretty cool but yeah Awesome. That's tomorrow, too. Oh, boy, tomorrow's a busy day. And we have Sony's uh, State of Play that they just announced yesterday uh, happening tomorrow, too, with uh, uh, updates on some of their exclusives and maybe some new announcements uh, coming. So that should be pretty exciting. So a lot going on. I don't know how we're going to fit everything in. But uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Been a great podcast uh, tonight, uh, talking about WandaVision and you know Outriders and uh, uh, Zombies Outbreak uh, for uh, Call of Duty. But yeah, I uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, you guys, uh, you know, coming on here and taking the time and spinning and uh, and talking about it. I'm saying I am very excited um, for our podcast next week or the week after, or whenever we end up having our next one. Because we'll have so much, you know, we'll have this new, all this new content uh, as far as gaming that's coming out tomorrow, and then some potentially more wild speculation about uh, WandaVision. So, right, really looking forward to uh, our next chat for sure. Appreciate everybody stopping in and giving us a listen. We really enjoyed producing today's episode and all the episodes that we that we do. So be sure to give us a follow on your favorite uh, podcast and app, whether it be Spotify or iTunes. Uh, send us an email at Tony at GoodGameRadio.com or check us out on Facebook uh, or Instagram or even Twitter, GoodToGameRadio.com or GoodToGameRadio. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great night. Have a good one, Thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you.